Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. What up? Oh no, Joe's asleep, you guys. Stretching out. I want to see. And he died. I want to hear you do a podcast episode where I'm just sleeping right next to you. So, like, I'm here in spirit and I'm doing the absolute bare minimum, and it's me just sleeping and if, twitching. If Joe Daniel was awake right now, he would say that bitch is ratchet. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Long time no speed. It's been a week. <laughs> officially oh it has been the longest it has been a life. long week what's been going on with you joe man nothing good nothing good <laughs> no it's okay oh anything that is good that i gotta meet a cute dog today and i loved him very very much <laughs> and he made me so happy and he chose me he, he stared right into my soul he was like you'll do lad you'll do you'll do <laughs> and then i gotta pet him forever until my phone fell on it oh puppy i tried to take his picture my phone case has been through so much currently literally right now me just setting my phone down it already fell out yeah it has no more bottom bars so none of that's in order and this top 75 percent that's supposed to wrap around your phone is no longer there wrapping broken so much oh no so there's just a bunch of empty space so if my phone were to fall it's no longer protected it's just this is just convenient i guess (laughs) and then i just go like this and my phone falls out and your phone's definitely not supposed to do that nope it is not supposed to fall out like that and then I can set it this way, and then I never look at my screen. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What? Did you just break your phone? No, Bigsby turned on. That's too funny. Fake ass Bigsby. How are you? <laughs> what's your life? Um, my life is good. Uh, I met with a friend this weekend for brunch. We haven't seen each other in a long time, and it was really nice because she said that I looked really like happy and healthy and like nicer than. The last time that we saw each other, which was like a few months ago, and I was just sort of stressed about situations. And she works with um, like underprivileged people mm-hmm. and like people who are struggling with abuse. And she just said a really, a lot of really nice things about how like things that I have figured out about myself and things that I have put into place for myself are things that some people never learn and mm-hmm. that she's like really proud and that made my my week so all of, all of the work intensive stuff this week was worth it to like hear validation that i am going in the right direction hell yeah which was cool so yeah how exciting i'm so proud nice. of you um i also like myself realized that i am a little bit more positive about stuff because i uh just heard about a new probably not new new like new to me uh podcast called the big one and mm-hmm. it's about what would happen not not what would happen when um the big earthquake happens in southern california because it you usually get a earthquake on the san andreas fault every 100 years it's been 160 years i think since the last one so it is like legit any minute like it's gonna happen um and so they have 
a podcast about like what exactly have is going to be happening when that occurs like buildings coming down and like what you should do like people will it'll be so big they were saying that people will break their ankles and their legs falling down because of the immense like shift that will happen so they actually set there's really interesting stuff on it um but one of the more interesting things was if you do feel an earthquake you need to immediately get on the floor so that you don't break your leg or ankle by being thrown down mm-hmm. um which is kind of crazy to think about that like just falling down would break something to that degree but apparently that's how much it's shifting um but they have they paint this really really gorgeous picture and i've only listened to the first episode so far um of like what would happen you wouldn't be able to like get through if you tried to call somebody because all the data would be like totally crazy and it was sort of amazingly just like people helping people and i thought i took that away from the first episode well that and like stop letting my car get all the way down to empty before i refill it because you should always have at least a quarter of a tank Mm -hmm. that was that's also smart that i need to start back up again because usually i'm like oh well it's blank and zero but that means i got 30 miles (laughs) that means i have 29 miles until i have to worry yeah um but they had they really explained out beautifully how when a natural a, a natural disaster like that happens, people are more apt to help other people than you, you would think. Like in movies, everyone's like knocking people out of the way and trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and in reality, like there are stories of people who went back into um, the the towers to check on their coworkers to make sure that everyone was out safe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so beautiful. Like, people are good. Yes. Like, inherently good. When the shit comes down, they're not going to be shoving people out of their way. They're going to be helping people. And I think that's gorgeous. And that, like, traveled with me into driving to that breakfast. And there were people on the street, like, meeting for breakfast and, like, hugging each other. And it was so, like, I was just, like, on this weird high of, like, everything is so great. People are so nice. And I was like, who am I? Because, like, I feel that way, but I'm also the type of person that if, like, a elevator starts shaking with me in it, I'm like, whatever. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I don't care. (laughs) That I'm both right now, and it's sort of funny. I like that. I think it's great. I thought it was fantastic. So would you like to drop into the episode? Yes. Okay. Let's get in this beyond yeah so this is the story of a girl (laughs) it is season four episode 15 change of a dress (laughs) (laughs) carrie wonders if she's programmed to be married miranda reveals that she faked happiness at her sonogram samantha confronts richard about his womanizing ways womanizer womanizer you're your womanizer oh does anything major happen except for Carrie? Um, not really. Not too terribly much. We can start with Charlotte. She's the most boring one out of all of them this for this f- episode. I, they're all 22 minutes, but this one felt like the shortest because literally nothing happened to anybody except for Carrie. Yeah, well, they usually they spend a fair chunk of time 
on each girl, but like I feel like Charlotte had two scenes of her own. Yes. One was establishing that she was she was going to get a divorce. It was going to be clean and easy and everything was going to be fine and she was totally fine on her own and she was now taking tap dancing classes and there's her taking the tap dancing class and being pretty happy about it and then the second scene is her they're breaking off two by two to do the tap and she ends up being the odd one out loses her fucking shit about how she doesn't want to go it alone. She doesn't want to do it alone. She shouldn't have to. She shouldn't have to do it alone and stomps out. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah, usually they have at least three scenes where they have their own shit going on. Mm-mm. Not this time. I mean, there's nothing much to say for her. I get where she's coming from, where she had that kind of meltdown. This just seemed like a really, really inconvenient or very... Where This is her arc this episode. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just letting it happen naturally or in a way that more benefits her. Yeah. It's just weird. It's, I don't know. She seems a little too tightly wound. Like, I get that you're getting a divorce and that sucks. But, like, just go out on the town and, like, drink a bunch and make out with dumb boys like I did. Just stop it. (laughs) And then when they want to have sex with you, be like, oh, honey, I'm drunk, not stupid. And then just go to bed alone. (laughs) Hell yeah. I did. I did that. That oh, was the honey, thing I did. I'm drunk, not, not stupid. stupid. And to be fair, I was drunk, so of course drunk Paige would say something <laughs> shitty like that. But she wasn't wrong. No. She's a bitch, but she's not wrong. Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, that's it, though. That's Charlotte. Um, I feel like Miranda is equally as boring, although I think she had a few more scenes by yes. herself. Because um, she goes to get a sonogram, and the tech is like, do you want to know the sex of the baby? Because I can tell you right now. And I was like, uh, you can guess right now, lady. You can't know right now. You can't know until that thing comes out. So, okay. <laughs> um, and so she goes, it's a boy. And Miranda's like, uh, okay. What a, am I supposed to be? Like, I figured it was one or the other. Like, 50-50 shot both ways. Like, why do I care? You're talking to be intersex. But the... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Yes, I know. Just me being an asshole. For the most part, <laughs> you know that it's probably going to end up with one pair of genitals or another pair of genitals. And if not, the doctor will decide and not ask you about it and yeah. then do it anyways. Yeah. Fucked up. We, can't, we don't have time to unpack that. That's wild. Um, so she, like, says that she faked a sonogram because she acted like she was excited. And then everybody else was super excited about like overly excited about her having a boy i feel i, I feel like having a boy it. yes i i feel like if she would have said boy or girl charlotte would have been like oh my god how exciting or regardless right. i think there are certain people in her life that would just hyped her up but then her housekeeper magda is very much like a, a, a boy is good a luck blessing. smile Smile for a boy. Smile for a boy. She's so intense. Like, listen, Damn, Magda, Magda. <laughs> I love you, but you need to back up. So, yeah, she basically just fakes it all over town, and it's great. And she has the great idea to go dress shopping, um, wedding dress shopping, as like an aversion therapy thing for Carrie. 
And it's so great because I love how she just tries on the most hideous dress. And she was like, you can't even tell I'm pregnant in this. The giant sleeves balance out the, the, the baby belly. bump. This is great. <laughs> Maybe I'll get married. Uh, and I love that. I think that that's a very um, rare time when we can see Miranda laughing at herself and she in is that way without being super serious. Laughing. She is in it to win it. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice. I was like, who's laughing? And I was like, oh shit, this is what Miranda sounds like when she laughs. I've just never heard her laugh before. Yeah, because they this are, she's always like angry lesbian without the lesbian. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, in the end, we got him. We got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it for Miranda, for me anyway. She, the only thing that matters is that when she was like, she was waiting for her motherhood excitement or something to kick in. Oh, but yeah. then hmm. she felt a kick from inside. And her baby kicks. And she's actually, that's where she's very excited. She feels and she's like, she's like, that's so exciting. I feel like there is a, there is a distinct time. At least media tells me this anyway. I've never had a kid, so I don't know. And we don't have anyone here who has had one. So we'll never know. Write us. Not for lack of trying. Hey, (laughs) Write us at Podcast at gmail.com with your pregnancy stories. And let us know if we're (laughs) correct or not. Um, so, uh, from what media tells me, I assume that there's always a moment in time where you finally feel like a mother. Mm-hmm. For men, it's when they see the baby. <laughs> like, where their parental, like, shit kicks in. They're like, oh, that's a thing. Now. <laughs> like, they have no real concept of it when it's still in the womb. And that the female, either when it kicks... Or when they see the first sonogram and see it moving around. Like, that's inside of me. And be like, oh my god, it's a parasite, get it out. (laughs) It is. Oh my god. When I had my IUD and the tech was like, do you want a tour of your uterus? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. That's amazing. And, like, Miranda made it sound like it was, like, a weird thing. She was just like, yeah, so the lady's just taking a tour of my uterus or whatever. And then there's the baby and meh. And I was like, are you kidding? When are you going to get to see the inside of your uterus? <laughs> Take opportunities. When the baby's out of your vagina, is that why you can literally just look inside? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true, but okay. <laughs> you make it sound like it's like that horrible, like, gaping asshole porn yeah. stuff. That's, I don't think that's how that works. Um, I've seen someone get a fucking golf ball, just like put it into the vagina because the vagina is so big. I've seen someone holding a cup of cereal in their vagina and someone else eating out of it. Are you kidding? This is what I do when I'm bored. I don't do anything productive. I just... Can you please, like, never get bored again? Because it's just terrifying. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> I don't want to see it. But I won't be able to not open it if you send it to me. <laughs> it's going to be so terrible. I don't want to see it. Do not send it to me right now. <laughs> I will die. You don't want to have a reaction live on air? Oh, my God. No, nobody wants to see that. I will be like, oh my god! It'll be horrible. You're so cry. I'm just gonna peek. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Samantha. 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 I'm Samantha. Um, Samantha is definitely totally not in love with Richard Wright at all. She's stupid. She's she's really. I love it because she goes up to the girls and she goes, "I think I have monogamy. I must have caught it from you people." That was so fucking funny. <laughs> I love that. So, 
apparently Richard is fucking other women and she just now realizes this? Like, how has she not been fucking other dudes this whole time? Because she's in it. This is the one for her. That's yucky. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, but yeah, she goes up to Richard and she's like, listen, as your publicist, you can't go cavorting around with all of these ho- hookers and blah, 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 like sleeping with the whole style section. Just fuck me. And he's just like, ooh, that's not how I roll, baby. And, she, and he's right. That's what they agreed on. That's what yeah. got them together. Yeah. And so she hooks up with this fucking gossip columnist named JJ, who Ugh. looks like um, he looks like an animated version of John Lovitz. I know that is. Um, John, you know John Lovitz. If I pull Do up a I? picture of him, you'll be like, oh, him. Okay. And you'll be like, oh, yes. What if I don't? You're setting me up to fail. Paid. No, trust me. You've seen it's John like high Lovitz school and over stuff. Again. You, you're a citizen of the world. You know who is he it is. Is it from the Animaniacs? Is it from... Oh, oh, honey. <laughs> you know who it is. Oh, honey. Yeah. I know who that is. But does, does he not look like just some sort of wacky animated version of John Lovitz? He's my favorite. Him and... Oh, and now I'm forgetting her name and I feel so bad. Who plays the sister in... What? In... And I can't remember that movie. It's the only movie that I know from the Disney Channel. What's Hocus it? Pocus. Oh, I was like, Xenon? Um, what? <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> you had immediately assumed that it's Xenon. Xenon is the only one I know. That's not true. Gina um, Girl! There's another one called Model Behavior that nobody else knows. <gasps> I love Model Behavior. <laughs> Justin Timberlake's in that. Yes, he is. It's mm-hmm. so terrible. I love it because it's um, terrible. So Hocus Pocus, not Bed Midler, not Sarah Jessica Parker. Kathy Najimi? Yes, yes, her. Her and him are always in movies together. And it's always so funny. I think they're married IRL, but I can't confirm that to be safe. But it's so funny because now Melissa McCarthy and her husband mm-hmm. are that couple. Yes. And it is so fucking funny. Um, Kathy's not married to him. Uh, maybe they've always just played married, and I always assumed that they meant they were married yeah, together. Not forever. in real life. But yes, I love... John Lovitz is like a love-to-hate actor. For me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, ugh, he always plays the rudest people, and I don't know if I just don't like you, and or if it's just that you happen to play people that are not likable. I really just want to watch Rat Race now. <laughs> I just really want to watch uh, League of Their Own. Oh my gosh, please. It's on HBO Go. You're on your own, kids. <laughs> don't get. How do you feel about the same lot? Uh, I never saw it, because it was just kind of a dude's league of their own so it's just like <laughs> it's like i don't need that in my life i'm okay first of all league of the road is significantly better yes second of all i do like to say a lot but they're doing a follow-up movie or follow-up series hmm. and one of my friends is super against it they're like we know how it ends they in the end of the sandlot they jump forward in time and we get to see what the adults look like and we see what they're doing so what the fuck is the tv show gonna do follow their kids yeah, because that's yes. always fun to do. Ew, yikes. <laughs> and I wanted to see your opinion, but you haven't seen it, so it doesn't matter. I'm so sorry. I'm sure that at one point, Ryan will make me watch it. I'm sure he owns <laughs> it. <laughs> He's just going to, like, poke his head out of the door right now and just be like, you know, I, I own that, right? <laughs> like, it's, I was literally just watching it. Do you want to watch it together? Do you want to watch it right now? We can watch it. So Samantha's <laughs> having this total fit the JJ guy's dick doesn't work. Oh, yeah, that's my she was note. like, fine. If we're just gonna fuck other people, we'll fuck other people and this entire time. 
Because he's the one giving her the scoop on all the bitches that the other dude's been fucking. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, fine, I'll fuck him. Yep. And then his dick doesn't work. And I'm like, man. And tragic. Man. If that's not the most disappointing thing. When the dick don't work? Yeah. Mm. It's just so... You feel bad for him, but you feel worse for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's one of those. Where you're like, oh, really? Really? We're going to have this problem now? <laughs> One time I was hooking up with someone who uh, the dick wasn't working mm-hmm. and they were so like upset and sad. They're like, no, I can do this. We can do this or we can do something or like we can do something else sexually. And I was like, I wish you did this because we had nothing else to do. Do you want to watch like a movie? Do you want to play like a board game? You were just I fucking, not... you were just fucking them because you had nothing else to do. Yeah. And I was like, this, well, what, how else are we going to spend our time? <laughs> and they're just like, no, like I can get up all that way or like, let me, let me do this. Let me do that. I'm like, it's not necessary. Like, you don't need to, first of all, be sad about it. Second of all, <laughs> you want to play some cards? You want to play some cards? We can play cards against humanity instead of fuck. Yeah. It's just as great. Ugh. Man, I can't can't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that game, but I like that game too much for a person who is not good at that game. Every time I put something out, I was like, this is hilarious. This is a pinnacle of comedy. This is the winner right here. And then no one ever, ever picks my card. Yeah. Nobody ever picks my card. And I don't like the idea that someone is judging me based on what I'm picking. You Mm. know what I mean? Like, it's just not a good thing to do in, like, mixed company. Yeah. Because it can get really disgusting really fast. Or, like, condom. C-O-N-D-O-M. Guess who misspelled condom earlier for our guests? Oh, he's wearing a condom. <laughs> I wrote condom like you would write autumn, like and put it. together. That is so stupid. It's the- they are so nice for not saying anything. No wonder they look at me like I was a stupid asshole. Here, here's the thing. Like, literally, they didn't notice. I think they did. I didn't, because I was like, always wear a got it. Okay, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but you auto I know my You auto completed. Yeah, I auto completed. There's a lot of. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about that, about how people will listen to the first part or read the first part of something and literally just auto complete in their brain and not finish it. Because mm-hmm. there's several instances that I've had with communication problems with people. Or that sort of come up, and I've been like, yeah, I said that, and then I said this. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> like, And I tell a story, so it's like, I don't speak in Twitter mode where the most important thing happens first. Yeah. I'm like, let me paint you a picture. So, Sicily, 1912. <laughs> Bitch, I'm in. <laughs> but, like, I, that's not how I speak. I speak in story mode, mm-hmm. like, to get to my point at the end. But by writer. that point, people have checked no out. No one's listening. Yeah, uh, I have the unfortunate habit when my when my new notification pops up for like a new message, mm. it'll pop up at the first part of the sentence because it can't show you everything unless it's a really short message. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just read that real quick. I'm like, oh, I'll respond to that. But I've already responded in my head, like mm. to whatever the first part is. So I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to say. So then if I open it up and it's any longer. I'll read the rest of the message, but I already know what I'm going to say. So I'll just respond to the first part and not read everything (laughs) or recognize that I'm not reading everything. And it's so stupid. So do you prefer the people that like shotgun their texts? No, I prefer me not to be a dumb bitch. No, I mean, I hate like that. I hate people that do that. That'll be like, hey, what's going on? Bloop. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking, bloop. (laughs) I hate that. The people who are closest to me are just like, 
here's the business. You in or out. And then I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah, let's make some shit. And yeah. then after that's where I started the conversation. I was like, oh, thank you for reaching out. Or if I reach out to someone, they're usually like, so how are you? Mm-hmm. What's your life like? And I'm like, oh, this is an actual real conversation now. <laughs> this is nice. This is how you do it. As opposed to pretending that you care about what I want or am feeling and then asking me for something. Right. Ugh, it's hard. Bitches. Bitches. Botches. <sighs> we have to talk about Carrie. That should have been the episode, or that should have been the title for the, this. The title for this podcast. We have to talk. Well, we have we to talk. We have to talk about Carrie. Mm. Ugh. She makes me sad because this was the first time she did something right. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of story, it had to blow up in her face in a different way. So she can't ever do this ever again. Yes, it's true. So she is clearly the last, like, three or four episodes no basically ever since she got engaged she's been uncomfortable with the idea of being engaged and she last episode i think or potentially the episode before that started wearing her engagement ring on a necklace Mm -hmm. and uses the bullshit excuse that it's closer to her heart that way which is garbage garbage um and one of the guest stars from a previous episode, the one with the Jack Russell Terrier, because I only know people by their pets, <laughs> um, stumbles upon them and is like, oh my gosh, you're getting married. That's so amazing. What's going on? You better start planning right now because these places fill up super fast and I'm like accurate. Yeah, I it, get it. I was engaged for two years, mm-hmm. three years. Because it was just a pain in the ass to, like, plan everything. Absolutely. So. I would make, I would have a five-year engagement. Like, Jason Siegel and Emily Blatt. The five-year proposal. Oh, the five-year engagement. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would do it that way. Like, we're getting married now. We're not setting any plans. But if I were to get engaged right now, let's look at 2025. 20, that seems like a good year to get married. <laughs> That's far away enough. 25 is a good year to get married. You're so right. Yeah. 25 is a good year to decide to get your shit together. I'm going to wait till 2040. That's number just carries a good balance. That's good. Because 20 is half of 40. Mm-hmm. But 20 is a bigger number in this case. That's fair. This is how my brain works. This is fun. <laughs> this is how my brain works. Well, this doesn't make sense, but it's pretty. Yeah. To look up. Totally. Um, so, Aiden... Starts throwing destination wedding locations at her, which I'm like, that's gorgeous, that's amazing. It is so exciting. He's like, how about me and you? We get a we get a couple of our close friends, and we go to Hawaii, and that's where we get married. We can get Mauied. Mauied. And I was like, <laughs> dude, if someone were to propose to me that way, I'm in. Yeah, I would. I just want to go to Hawaii. If I happen to get married there too, that's cool. The people that I constantly house it for got married in Hawaii, and she's like, one of my goals is stay. One of my goals these days is to bring all of you to the place where I got married and then just have, like, a fun little weekend getaway. Cute. But she was like, but you're the one who watches my dogs when I leave. So right. what am so I supposed to you're, do? you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. You're and I'd be, be the most mad if I didn't get invited to that party. That's fair. Bring the dogs. No. No? They don't travel well. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah. And then he brings up Aspen. Yes. And she's very much like a, uh-huh. Oh, maybe. Uh-huh. She's, yeah, she's terrible. Um, yeah. So, she's just bad about it. And she's talking with Miranda. Miranda, um, 
What? <laughs> Sorry. Roommate just left and he's trying to be as inconspicuous as possible, but it was hilarious because he like went to close the door and then like stuck his head back in. And yeah, anyway. He distracted me. I was like, <laughs> I was like what happened? I was to like your- I was like, where are you even going? <laughs> um so Miranda and Carrie just said to try on bad wedding dresses. Like, bad wedding dresses on purpose to laugh about it. And I think that that's a really, as a friend, mm-hmm. a really super sweet, nice idea. And, like, a thing to do. It's like, you're feeling weird about this. Let's make it hilarious. And then you won't take it so seriously. And you'll be able to, like, get used to the idea a lot easier. Especially because Carrie is stressing out about it. Yeah. Carrie starts stressing out. She's like, maybe do I, do I not want to get married? Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about the dress. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about that. Mm-hmm. And then Randall's like, let's let's make it a fun day. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, yeah. So she so they try on the wedding dresses. Miranda's laughing at herself, and it's hysterical. Um, and before Christina Yang had to do it in Grey's Anatomy, there was Carrie Bradshaw who lost her shit when she was in a wedding dress and had to be, like, ripped out of it. So sad. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the concept of a whip writing, ripped wedding gown. That's my aesthetic. I, that makes me, I have so much anxiety over that. I just think, about, I just think it's one of those, like, short stories that sells itself. Like, you understand the language of mm-hmm. seeing a ripped wedding dress that you're like, <gasps> You're like, no! Oh, no. It just happened in Harper's Island, and I was sobbing like a pig. Uh-huh. It happened here, and I was like, oh, no, I feel this emotional weight. Anytime. And the, in, oh, what movie was it? Oh, The Notebook, where mm-hmm. she just has her veil on, and she's in the tub. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. that shows that you're in distress about this wedding. Are you <laughs> feeling it? Are you not feeling it? Ah, I love it. They're, um... Speaking of ripped wedding dresses, uh, I, um, I'm i not sure if you know our potentially mutual friend, Amanda Marvel. By name, no. Okay. So she, I was telling her uh, that you introduced me to Bachelorette, the movie, mm-hmm. not the garbage TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on like netflix or hulu or amazon prime or something like that and we watched it together and she so wants you to direct it somewhere because she wants to be in it (gasps) super hard (laughs) at this point i'm just gonna rent out a hotel room and then have people just sit in the bathroom and watch this oh yes oh oh yes oh yeah no because it's so like what was the the wacky like theater experience sleep no more yes do it like that hell yeah i love it that was my friend's idea i can't steal it what sleep no more no <laughs> you think i'd be here my friend if i just sleep no more i'd be like bitch you better pay for me to go do some cool shit <laughs> no he want. he really wants to do a version of bachelorette that takes place inside of a hotel room that people can actually like sit and watch very very tiny audiences obviously mm-hmm. or maybe just a big ass fucking maybe <laughs> hotel just room. like a huge hotel room yeah mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. I think I'm just going to rent a workspace one day and be like, hey, I'm going to do this here. Yeah, just do it. It'll be great. Amanda McHenry, I wanted to cast in it. Yeah, she would have been great. I want her to be... I'm so sorry. <laughs> this Genoa fucked me up. It also smells really, really bad. But it's yeah. delicious, but it smells bad. <laughs> um, I wanted her to be... I think it's Regan? Regan. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because in the play, they pronounce the names differently than they do in the movie. Yeah. But they did that on purpose. 
That's weird. And then, because it's Lizzie Kaplan's character, who's Jenna, and then Gina. Mm-hmm. And they say them differently, I think. And then uh, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Mm-hmm. It's Reagan or Regan, depending yep. on who says it. And I wanted her to be Regan. I can see it. I like it. Thank you. I like all the casting choices. I just don't like <laughs> there's part that's the only one that I'm like, oh, we so great to be in a show like that, but also I don't want to act. So no. That's how I feel. Yeah. The biggest part, I think at the time, because I was planning it like three or four years ago, I was like, Boom, I have everybody cast. And I was like, And then people moved in. actors. <laughs> and they're like, here's this generic white dude, or here's this generic white dude who's like, mm, we're gonna add some flavor here. Mm-hmm. But then everybody moved. Yep. Everybody moves. I'm just going to do Bachelorette, and I'm just going to cast a bunch of 40 and 50-year-old actors and have them play 20 or 30-year-olds. Yes, do the Grease way. Yes. Yes, I love it. It's like if the cast of Riverdale grew up and was now going through adult trauma, but at this point they're 40 as opposed to, like, 25 and a half. Mm. Yes. Mm. You guys Poor- had an abortion without me? <laughs> that's the, favorite. That's the best line. Isla Fisher made me cry. I with her performance. fucking love her. Incredible. Lizzie Kaplan, you would be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, okay, you're a bitch, but you're a bitch. We got moves. Okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just happy to be invited. And she was like, oh, I was assaulted. And then people think I'm stupid and everything, but it's okay. I know. I tried to kill myself, but it's okay. And I was like, no, it's not. With my girl. Yeah. With my girl. With my girl. Meh. All right. Circling back to Carrie. Fuck. I know. We have to talk about Carrie. Um... So she's trying on bad wedding dresses and she gets a huge rash all over her body. Has to get the wedding dress ripped off. Um, And she couldn't help but wonder, are we programmed to just accept any kind of love? And I (laughs) feel like she, I don't know. I, I understand where she's coming from in the moment, from where she exists. Like, she's only thinking about it in terms of her relationship with Aiden. But, like, girl, you've rejected plenty of dude. Yes. So, don't come at me with the whole, are we just programmed to accept any kind of love? Because if you accepted any kind of love, then everybody would be fucking limp dick JJ. There you go. There was that... <laughs> Oh, it was in the Parks of Being Wallflower that where we accept the love we think we, think we, deserve, we deserve comes yes. from. Oh, so and at the time, I thought it was so, like, profound and everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't... I can see where it is. I can see the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily agree. And then now growing up more, I was like, no. I've seen people who I know are worth more or worth less mm-hmm. who are shooting their shot upwards mm-hmm. or are fucking themselves over mm-hmm. for less. But that's what they think they deserve. That's interesting. Yeah. We accept the love we think we deserve. So then... We- people who are wonderful people that don't think that they deserve something better mm-hmm. will accept shittier things. But then I think that's counter-program... Or counter... What am I? Counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. To being programmed to accept any kind of love. Mm-hmm. Is what the point that I was trying to go for. Because I'm like, if we're just willing to accept anything, I don't understand the people who aim higher. Right. Or who has worked out that aiming higher has worked out for them mm-hmm. i'm like that's cool yeah that's neat. so yeah. i don't i don't think that's true i think that's true in a point in our lives mm. maybe not for every single one of us but i know enough people who have sacrificed parts of themselves to just be 
with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really silly sometimes, but it's also part of our journeys to recognize that we're better than this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're programmed to do it. I think we're very conscious that we are okay with, or that we're doing it mm-hmm. and that we're not meant for this. Right. And I think that what she is, what she's grappling with specifically because, you know, you can ask these generalized generalized questions, but you can't, like, it's so, it's so hard to, like, say. But it's just, it's deeper than, than where she's coming from. But she only sees where she's coming from. Okay. Um, but I think where she's coming from, she knows that Aiden is a good man, Aiden loves her, and that she should love him. What's missing out of that? Who the fuck knows? What an idiot she is. But something is missing. Yes. And she doesn't love him, like, the way that she should. Correct. And so, no, she's not programmed to just accept any kind of love, even though she's trying to. Yes. And I agree with that. I think, in the long run, Aiden is very good for her. Mm Mm-hmm. But she will always be looking for something else. And because of that, I don't think their relationship would work out between them. So it makes me sad. But yes, it does have to end. And she has to find the person who is on her level in terms of how they show love, how they accept love, and how they work together. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely not her and Aiden. Yeah. Which is sad because he's great. Yeah. Sometimes you're in a relationship and you're the one who's not good. Mm-hmm. And that's very, and that's- very sad. Yeah. But if you love the person, you have to let them know, hey... This might not be working out for me. What are our options? Mm-hmm. Do we try something different? Do we try something new? Or do we say, I love and respect you so much, I want you to find exactly what you need and deserve, and that's not with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they get into a fight in front of a very loud fountain. Oh, but it was so pretty. It was so gorgeous. It was gorgeous, but at the same time, I was like, you had to ADR all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they basically fight... And he makes some very valid points that he is had 20 years worth of girlfriends. He's ready to settle down. He's ready to be married. He wants it to be with her. She's not ready. And so he's done. Like, he spends the night in the other apartment that they are trying to merge with her apartment. And then the next day, he moved out. <sighs> and it was such a sad ending like i knew that they didn't make it but like it's still so sad to remember how shitty of a fucking person she is well and <laughs> it what made me so mad because earlier when the construction is first happening mm-hmm. he everything is protected in her apartment because he's gonna break through the wall and actually bring it down and that's when she's going through like the pinnacle of all of her stressors mm-hmm. and then there's a one hole that gets made and then Carrie Mealy goes over to the side. She's like, stop, stop, stop. I need you to stop this. I'm super stressed out. I need to talk to you. I don't think I'm ready for marriage just yet. Mm-hmm. And she does this beautifully where I'm like, this is how you communicate with your partner. She says, I love you. And I want to do this with you. But I don't know if I'm ready now. I need time. Mm-hmm. And then Aiden's like, okay, well, that's taking me by surprise. But I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I am understanding what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Do you need six months? nine months Mm. by the end of the year okay or you just need time to figure it out cool i'm not pressuring you and i'm like what a wonderful healthy conversation to have Mm -hmm. because then cares like i don't know why i said yes but i love you and i thought that i think that's what you're supposed to do so that's why i think i said it right Mm -hmm. away and 
had it been any other TV show, that would have been a really good way to carry on some momentum and carry on some arc. But because this is Sex in the City, they have to do something with it right away. Otherwise, they're going to assume the audience is going to forget what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's where Aiden's just like, let's get married right now, tonight. And this is later on after our party. And Carrie's like, well, I thought we were going to wait. I thought we were going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And Aiden's like, no, let's, let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to, or let's go to Las Vegas. Let's get married right now. Who cares? It's just a piece of paper. It's okay. And Carrie's like, mm-hmm. well, if, it, if it's just a piece of paper, why, why does it matter? Like, I, I care about this. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at him. And then, or she, he's the, he's very much like, I just want to prove to the world that you're mine. She's like, who else would I be? Oof. And then they look at each other and she's like, oh shit, you still don't trust me. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, it's about marriage, but it's not just about the marriage. It's the undenying promise that this marriage means that it's just me and you. And you need that security for me. And you don't have it so far. And that's why you're pushing this on to me. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. And they both are right in terms of what they're saying i would never do it the way aiden does a- aiden is doing where he say where if that's what he wants from her that commitment that trust that honor putting a ring on something is not going to fix it in the same way that if you're having a failed marriage don't have a fucking baby right to save your marriage or get a dog or whatever yeah figure your shit out and then build you have to have a, st- a solid foundation before you build up mm-hmm. otherwise it, it's gonna all fall down yep and that is so shitty and then Carrie's like, I can't. I I want to be with you and I want to do this. But not not on these terms and not so fast. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, if you don't want to marry me now, you'll never want to marry me. And I think for anybody else, that's a big leap in that's, what they have to say. Yeah, that it's, as to a real life human, that's a really shitty thing to say to somebody. But to Carrie, accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, she. So they break up, and it's sad. It makes me so sad because that was the most healthy relationship that she will ever have. But also, it's really, really a lot more fun to talk about her single gal exploits. So there's that. I uh, mean, it happens. So. And then we're sad. And it's this beautiful moment where Aiden is sleeping in the other apartment. And then Carrie comes over because she's just stuck in her thoughts. And comes over. He's laying on down, down on the floor sleeping. And then she comes over. They're both in white. And it's like their last cuddle. And that's where Carrie does her her, oh, her narration. Mm-hmm. Like he moved out the next day. He's yeah. like, oh my gosh, stop it, you bitches. I'm sobbing. Uh-huh. This is so pretty. It's so, ugh, and so sad. Um, Have you listened to Adele's 25 album? Um, probably singles of it, but not like the entirety of the album. There's a song called All I Ask, and it's my favorite song of the entire album. And it's, um, All I Ask If This Is The Last Night With You. I can't, I can't say it. I can only sing it. So forgive me mm. if I fuck up some of the lyrics. Mm. But it's like, um, hold me like I'm more than just a friend. Let's make love. Like, no, fuck, fuck, fuck. I can only do it if I'm singing Sing it. it. But it. No, but it's just <laughs> this very beautiful song, like saying, hey, if this is the end, mm-hmm. let's spend one last glorious night together. Love me harder than you've ever loved me. Show me more than you've ever showed me. Open yourself up to me and I'll do the same for you. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow it'll be done. And I was like, that is so beautiful. And that's literally what I was hearing as I watched that scene. Me <laughs> always directing the fuck out of a scene. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and so pretty. And so, yeah. And it's so sad. And now we have like three episodes of Fallout to deal with. So that's going to be fun. <sighs> <laughs> 
I got chilly. <laughs> I think I got really, really tired really, really fast. I think I only slept mm-hmm. like one and a half hours last night. Oh my God, that's not enough. Mm-mm. All right, well, let's wrap this up then. Well, let's, ra- <laughs> let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, so where can they find us, Joe? We are on Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. We are on Facebook. You can look us up. I can help a podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also send us your pregnancy stories, your proposal stories, your bad dates, your hookups, which be the W, I have one for you. Okay. It's from someone very close in my life, and it was hilarious. But they don't, I recorded it just mm-hmm. to have the notes, but they're like, please don't play the recording. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. you'll be able to listen to the recording. I'm listen to it. And then we'll be able to create this dialogue for our listeners. Fwam, fwam. Um, you can send all that to I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. You can find mm-hmm. me personally on Twitter at Joe Daniel BB and on Instagram, Petty Prince Jr. And that's it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Paige Calarno. You can follow me on Instagram at Paige in Reno Land. And if you really, really want to follow me on Facebook, I have made a public Facebook page. What? It is Paige Calarno, comma, podcaster, etc. <laughs> because I needed to differentiate it from my private uh, one. So if you want to give that a like, totally cool. I'm going to try and link up my Twitter and uh, Instagram page to that so that everything goes to that instead of my private page so that you'll be able to see all things. Um, So that's it. (laughs) Um, And so until next time, remember... Always wear a condom. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping.